put that in at the end or something. But, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Let's let's get the crowd cheering in. Oh, oh welcome God. back, welcome back, welcome back. Making me feel like a much bigger that's star right. than no. It's not for you, am. bro. This is for the return of the throne. Oh, okay. That, this that's for the fair. return of the throne, man. That's fair. That's it's fair. been a long time. Okay, it has been. <laughs> I'm just fucking with no, you, man. No, it's, no, it's a little of both, man. But it's a big fucking show. Hello, everyone. It is me. It is your host. It is JC Revis of the Throne Podcast. I know it's been a long time uh, since I've been uh, putting out episodes, so I'm happy to be back in the studio live for the first time here in the South Florida studios. That's Lennon true. Lennon Valoy yeah. of Karaya. What's going true. on now? We'll give you the round of applause, oh, ladies well, and gentlemen. You, thank you. That's thank true. You, thank I've, you, thank I've you, done you, this you. show twice, and this is my first time actually in the studio in That's South right. Florida. So, <laughs> how do you feel? <laughs> I'm excited, actually. I really am. Yeah, I just got the stock sounds, bro. That's, That's funny just, as fuck. Uh, yeah, man. And this, uh, for those of you listening, just be prepared. This is uh, just going to be just straight shit talking. Just yeah. straight talking shit. No, no, um, no fact checking. No research. <laughs> just, just, yeah. We're, we're not fact checking today. All right, bet. All right, I like yeah. that. So uh, real quick, just uh, like I said, I know it's been a while. I think since, what would you say, like May has it been, right? Yeah, something like that. Cool. Yeah. So it's been about three months since I put on an episode. And, uh, I just oh, wanna... since you put on an episode, even since I last been on. God, I'm such a... Well, that's I'm thinking too, about that myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been May, late May since the last episode Yeah, came dude. Out. Um, well, pretty much just wanted to address that, you know. Uh, uh, it's just been uh, tough getting guests in and... Um, you know, I've been trying to do a solo episode, but I just haven't felt like it's been, uh, I don't know, a creative, I don't know, thing. I, I just, I don't like doing solo episodes. It's kind of weird, but we're back. I'm going to try and uh, get some guests consistently in here uh, and keep the show rolling, man. So starting it back off, I really appreciate you being in the studio and helping me jumpstart the return of the throne. I appreciate being Not here. Not really Jay-Z too. and Kanye. but um yeah man i I really appreciate it so like he said man this episode is gonna be a lot of bullshit uh that that was um uh i might be a little rusty it's been a while since i've potted you know what i mean but um let's just get right into it man there's been a lot of shit that has happened since i've done uh an episode and some stuff that you might be able to lend some of your expertise on because I'm not a big Megadeth fan. My expertise. I'm doing air quotes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, like I said, I'm not a big Megadeth fan. I've talked yeah. about that on the show before. I like a few of their songs. A few of the records are definitely undeniably you know, great records. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had an uh, incident where Dave, uh, their bass player, Dave Ellison, yeah. ended up getting the boot. Uh, that's boot. Yeah, what the fuck happened, bro? Like he got accused of I something. I mean, or? just uh, yeah, I think most people know already. But he was uh, I don't sexting with a teenage girl, and um, you know, Jesus. of age, the girl was nineteen, and basically, you know, they were sending like nudes back and forth and stuff like that, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, because he's fifty four. <laughs> I know that shit is crazy. <laughs> it reminds me of the Brett Favre shit that yeah. happened a while back. You know, it's funny. If this was Tommy Lee, no one would give a fuck. It would just be like, oh, yeah, that's, that's Tommy Lee. Because that's Lee. his thing. That's, yeah. That's what he does. That's what yeah. he does. Um, but it was David Ellison, who happens to be a preacher in his town where he lives in Arizona. Ah. So it looked extra bad. But, yeah, he was uh, sexting with a girl. And then, of course, the whole thing was, oh, was she underage? Was she, you know, groomed? Blah, blah, blah. But, she, you know, she came up personally, made a statement saying that, you know, she was always of age when they had their 
little uh, rendezvous. Sling, yeah. yeah, she was never, you know, coerced. She was never groomed. It was all consensual, mm-hmm. and he never forced her. Nothing like that. And you know, of course, how everything is now with media circus, and it just became a whole shit show. And when this happened, though, um, you know, I I knew David Ellison was gonna get fired because, as I mentioned in the last podcast, I was reading Dave Mustaine's autobiography, which you gave me. Right, right, right. And uh, he at one point talked about how the reputation of the members of Megadeth is very important to him because he holds like a high standard for the reputation of his band. So like in the late 90s, their drummer, Nick Menza, when like the Internet was first becoming like available for commercial use, he had a website, Nick's Picks with three X's, where he would take like pictures with him and groupies and shit like that and post it up to the internet and dave was like no like dad will never allow somebody like that in megadeth because porn is like the one thing you cannot come back from and blah 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 and porn is like after you do porn you'll never be accepted in mainstream. just like a whole bunch of and so when this happened like i knew it, it was like because dave mustaine is so strict with reputation stuff i knew this was gonna happen and you know on on a moral level you could say it's like oh yeah you know he's married he's a preacher all this stuff but it's like on a personal level i think it's it's really fucked up i mean this is a guy for who whine and bitch about getting booted out of metallica for years and yet he's kicked out literally like 18 members of megadeth i'm not that's not even an exaggeration <laughs> literally shit. Like 18, 18 members bro? yeah like that's almost. fucking nuts and now it's like you see, you know, everybody's mentioning like that some kind of monster documentary. He's like, well, no warning, no second chance. And, but yeah, so, so. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, they're kind of throwing his bullshit back in his face type thing. Of course. And it's crazy because you're mega deaf. You're like, you guys did heroin. You did crack. Dave Mustaine has committed like every, done every fucking sin under the sun. Right. If you believe in sin or whatever. Dude, literally. With a crackhead who practiced black magic, heroin junkie, alcoholic. <laughs> He's been in and out of rehab like eight times. And now it's like you kick out, you know, like your co-founder, like your brother, you know, for this, a guy who he's called his little brother before. And like, it's it's bullshit, man. And and you, obviously everyone who knows me and you, Percy, I love Megadeth. I love Dave Mustaine. But Megadeth at this point is basically just an LLC. And Dave Mustaine, man, is just like... I love the guy, but th- this is just some bullshit, man. Damn. So uh, Dave Ellison actually started the band with Mustaine. Yeah, back in the him day? and Mustaine were you know they started. He was the original bass player. Oh shit! But they, he had left and come back, right? Yeah, yeah. He left for and from 2002 when Megadeth broke up after uh, Dave Mustaine was army. Then he came back in 2010 when they did the Rust in Peace 20th anniversary, oh, and he's okay. been with them since. Damn, man. Uh, so. As a Megadeth fan, um, obviously it seems like it bothers you. It it just bothers me because obviously you know you want to have that chemistry between David Ellison and Dave Mustaine. That's always been you always being like they've been Megadeth, and it's just like in general, like it it bothers me just like as a person, like like yo, that's so fucked up. How are you, a guy who literally smoked crack? Like gonna judge somebody now. All for right, this. but okay, but that I don't. I I see where you're saying. Uh, uh, obviously, that's not the only thing mm-hmm. he's done. Smoke crack, but I don't think um, because you've once done something in the past, you shouldn't or you're not allowed to judge. No, people. Of, like well, we, we everyone judges people. Like we all say, don't judge people. But yeah, in reality, 
People do. So I don't think that just because once in your life you may have done some yeah. fucked up stuff. But it's not once in his to... life. Dave Mustaine for like 20 years was like a hardcore <laughs> drug addict. Heroin, cocaine, alcohol. Guy was in and out of rehab. Guy was like... And then even with the wife thing, he's like... It, 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 let's like it was like let's say it was a personal thing, you know, because David the born again Christian now, and he sees it like from a moral standpoint. Oh, you're a preacher, and you preach on your wife, and and you cheat on your wife, and this goes against whatever. It's like him too, and he's even admitted it in his book like multiple times. So it's like this is a guy <laughs> who's done everything, everything, and it's like so it's not like he made one mistake. It's not like this was a short period of life. Right, this was a okay. twenty year period where he was just a fuck up. So Dave Mustaine's cheated on his wife. He's admitted in his book. I mean, yeah, he's he's talked about it like very and openly. And he's still with this woman. Yeah, and yeah. and he basically is kicking out Allison for kind of like the same thing. I guess what just because she's like in her late, you know, in nineteen. I I just think it's a bad look for Megadeth, and he's just so worried about the image and reputation of his band, as he himself has admitted in his book. You know, but again, this is a guy. He's he's done everything. It's not because he's done one thing. He's literally done every fucking thing. You know. So it's, it's kind of like rules for thee, but not for me. Yeah, exactly. And I understand you change, but it's like, and it's just very holier than thou because the fact that, you know, he's a born again Christian now, like when they, when Megadeth got back together, like in 04, 05, and they were doing like this big European comeback tour, there was one band that was on the bill and they were like one of these, like, I don't know, they had like some kind of satanic, like name kind of or something like that. <laughs> like one of these, I think of like you know, Western European black metal bands, and yep. Dave had them taken off the bill because of that. Because he, you know, the born-again Christian now, and he's like, oh, you know, I agree, everyone could be, you know, do what they want, but it's like, I still, I just felt like, and it's like, dude, you wrote The Conjuring. You wrote Bad Omen, songs literally about you practicing black magic. Like, how, and now, like, I get it, that's not wow, you. that's no kind of fucked up, though. Yes, that's very fucked I up. I mean, if he, uh, is it that he had them play on another stage or on another day like, or he they, they totally got removed Megadeth from the was bill. like headlining the tour and he got them like removed from the bill or like taken off there or something like that yeah. wow bro so he literally took food out of their mouth I mean took you money off like their that, table yeah. yeah definitely bro it's like if somebody stepped in and didn't allow you to work yeah, yeah for sure so yeah you can say that's fucked up bro. it's very fucked imagine up. if somebody did that to megadeth when they were on the come up because they had death in their name or something of course you know? yeah you have megadeth in your name if you, dude, you, people talk about Slayer lyrics, the most evil lyrics ever. It's like Bad Omen. If you listen to that song, like the last. Give me the breakdown, bro. <laughs> what, what are the lyrics to the song? Let's Do you see. know them off the top of your head? Yeah, yeah. But like, um, well, like in, in another one is like The Conjuring. It's like, I am the devil's advocate, a salesman, if you will. You know my name. You'll call my name. And it's like, uh, come join me in my infernal depths, Mephesto's Hall of Fame. Like, I've got your soul. Oh, okay. So, so, like, yeah. It's straight up satanic it's stuff. Straight up, yeah. Bad omen to, um, it's like, let's see. Sinister is the world as the demons take their fills, and orgies taking place, human blood will spill. What the and, fuck? An act of worship as they conceive the ghouls. Satan has their souls, they sing pagan tunes. The ceremony is said to be cursed. They wait for their blessings, but down comes the worst. Their body soulless, a corpse from the grave. Their minds are helpless. No one can save. So is, is does he do these songs anymore? He he stopped playing them for years because he was a born-again Christian, but he just started playing them again a couple years ago. I don't know why. I guess he... Got over so, it? I, I don't know what the... That's what I'm saying. It's like... It's just like... He just makes this shit up. Dave Mustaine is like the Catholic Church. He just makes rules as he goes along. I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's kind of a bummer, man. Um, but at the end of the day... 
Um, yeah, I guess if it's just like an LLC, he's the head of the band. He's the face of the band. I mean, the show is going to go on, you know, yeah. kind of like what Axel did with uh, Guns N' Roses for a while yeah. in the early 2000s. But, uh, like, you've seen Megadeth multiple times. Yeah. And you're also someone who refuses to see GNR without <laughs> without Dizzy it, and uh, or, no, Izzy. 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 Yeah, Izzy. without Izzy. Uh, and um, so now I ask you this. Are, would you see Megadeth live again as a fan? Now without uh, Dave Ellison. I don't know because I will say this. Um, the bass player that they got now to replace Ellison is James Lomenzo, who was in the band. He was the one who did the Endgame record with them and uh, United Abominations, two of my favorite Megadeth records. And I was just back in like May before this happened, I was watching an old uh, Megadeth live show from Venezuela. When, mm-hmm. You know, you could still play live shows in Venezuela. Yeah. And with uh, James Lomenz on bass, and I remember I was saying, damn, besides Ellison, James Lomenz was the best bass player Megadeth's ever had, of course. And so I'm, I'm, it's cool. It's a guy who I, who I like. So maybe I'll see them because it's a guy who's been in the band and he made two of what I think are their best records, Endgame and United Abomination. So right. I, I consider it, you know. It, the thing stopping me more is not so much as like, oh, Ellison's gone. It's more of the, like, this is so, like, hypocritical. I don't know if I want to support this project, this band anymore, you know, I don't know. It, I mean... Be, it's weird, it's, I, I don't it, know. Yeah, well, let me... I, I guess we can just keep going deeper into this because I'm curious. Uh, like, you said it yourself, it's not the first time that Dave Mustaine's been hypocritical. Yeah. So why why is this like the straw that breaks the camel's back, in your opinion? Because it's with David Ellison, the guy who's literally, you know... His little brother, according to him, the guy who started Megadeth with him, the you know guy who has been there through his worst times, through his rehab stints, through his you know uh, alcohol addiction, heroin addiction, through his marriage troubles, and and you know they and they weren't always get along. Of course, you know like the eight years that he wasn't in the band, two thousand two to two thousand ten, they had their beef. You know like Ellison sued him and whatever. They went back and forth, but it's like. It's like really, bro. Like Ellison, it's it's just like damn, bro. You can only you you t- you brought up this point one time, like on the podcast before. It was about separating like the artist from like their personal their art, stuff. Yeah. yeah, separating the art from like the person, and you you can do it to so much, to so ex- to to certain extent where you're just like, god damn. It's like th- this is just a lot, you know. Yeah, and, I I see what you're saying. It can get overwhelming to like where you can't ignore it. And especially that I met David Ellison personally. I was at his 50th birthday party. Had the 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 pleasure and the honor of being there. And he was just the nicest guy to me. Shook my hand, signed my guitar. I mean, the total you know sweetheart of a guy. And now he's yeah. Uh, Dave um, Dave Maddox and 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 Vince met him too. Him yeah. and. Uh, Nico from uh, Iron Maiden. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they both said the same thing. He was super cool. They gave them the EP <laughs> that, yeah. that we put out. And yeah. um, they seemed like super cool guys. Uh, and Dave specifically uh, seemed pretty cool to them. So I've heard that before. Um, yeah, I think it sucks, man. Because like, it seems like he's a, a cool guy. And it's not like he was doing anything illegal, per se. Yeah, no. Um, it's just, you know you can look at him a certain way because he was trying to cheat on his significant other or whatever right, and yeah. 
the fact that he's a preacher, it's a bit hypocritical in itself. But uh, at the end of the day, man, everyone makes mistakes, you know, and that's yeah. one of those things that, uh, you know, he it's it's definitely bounce backable. Like as far as like in his personal life, it sucks that it seeped over into his professional yeah career. Uh, I don't think this is something that should have been like made public, you know. But it's you know in this uh, day and age, if you send someone a message, there's not there's nothing stopping them from screenshotting it and putting yeah. it out or showing it to someone you may not want it to to show to. So you know you got to be careful what you say nowadays uh, if it's not directly in person because now they can screenshot it, save it forever, and. You might have had like a blow up moment or, you know, something. And then the second you're not cool with that person anymore, boom. Ex, uh, you know, the whole thing is exposing people of now. Course, you yeah, know? social media is such bullshit, man. Social media is taking everybody down. Because what happened was the girl, she sent it to like somebody who she thought she could trust according to her. And that person leaked it. It wasn't even the girl. You know, I guess she wanted to be like oh, get God, some clout like i'm hooking up with the bass yeah. player from megadeth and yeah like, she wanted to get some clout yo show show her friends i mean and then i'm not gonna say that uh like if i was hooking up with a famous person i wouldn't show my friends either you know what i mean <laughs> i'm not above that come on yeah. uh so i don't blame him but at the same time being dave ellison you gotta know bro i'm i'm a famous person unless like I have some kind of non-disclosure agreement. <laughs> I got to expect that she's going to tell people. Bro, I'm going to tell you, man, in a few years, it's probably already a thing like amongst like closed circles, but I bet you the uh, Dave Chappelle's love contract, from that, that's going to be a that's thing. Gonna, dude, it is going to be a thing. It's going to be an app. Yeah. like Dude, it's going to be straight up an app. You put in your social security number and shit, and you just lock it down. This is, you have like a QR code, you scan your shit, and you guys both check the boxes, <laughs> anal, vaginal, oral, all right, we good, we good, all right, we good, all right, like, sign up here, boom, sent like, it, and we have a consent form like, ready to go like that. Like, don't worry, I'm not going to tell nobody, good, because I'll fucking sue you. <laughs> <laughs> right here, bitch. <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, I definitely see that being a thing, um, but yeah, as a famous person, I think you, you got to know, what's. I mean, look what happened with Will Smith and Jada Pinkett. What what even happened there? You don't you know, know about that? Because you know I'm not on social media. Oh so my god! Yeah, yeah, that was man. Listen, so it came out right that uh, this this uh, R and B singer, upcoming R and B singer named August Alsina. Right? This is so old. <laughs> this is so old, bro. <laughs> I mean, I kind of oh heard like bits and pieces. Whatever. I'll detail. give you the 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 gist of it. All but right. basically, so this R and B singer came out and said, Will and Jada have an open relationship. Like I've I've fuck jada and will said it was cool and it was like one of some of the best sex i ever had in my life and damn. uh like i'm in love with it type shit god and then, damn <laughs> god damn yeah and everyone was like what the fuck yo, <laughs> and yo like been... he did like an interview and like said all this shit and everyone was like whoa 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 what right and and they were like uh they being jada and uh will were like not saying anything for a while and then jada has this show called red table talk or whatever yeah, so yeah. at at some point they finally did an episode where they fucking sat down and talked about it and will was like uh oh, yeah, so he was, what like, did you broken dude yeah he was sitting at this table and she was like he was like all right so what did you do jada <laughs> <laughs> yo and she's like so there was a time when like we were you know on a break you know doing and i had got into an entanglement and he's like an entanglement and she's like yeah you know an entanglement he's like what what is an entanglement oh my god dog like yo. totally cucked will like 
on the air it seemed that way and like it, he was like i was ready to dump your ass type shit like he was like joking about it, it seems like they're in a place where they're joking about it because it, it had God happened damn. a while ago but at the time that he brought it up, I guess, you know, had been in the past already. But, dude, it was like a 12, 14-minute video. And at the end of it, they ended it with, like, the cringiest fucking shit. Um, they were like, uh, I don't know, we play hard, we eat something hard, bad marriage for life. Like, like what? the bad boys shit. The actual fuck. Duh, it was some of the, like, it was crazy, bro. And for a while, I mean, he, it became a whole meme. Entanglement. And then after that shit happened... August Alcina, the R&B guy who was fucking yeah. Jada, who, I mean, she basically admitted yeah. to it in so many words in this yeah. Red Table Talk. Yeah. He dropped a song called Entanglements featuring oh Rick Ross. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yo. Dude. Basically, this he put all this out as part of his album rollout. Dude. Like, to get clout. So, literally, a whole relate... I mean, she was just fucking him for fun. You know what I'm saying? He's a grown-ass woman. He's, like, in his 20s, you know? So, everyone's kind of like, damn, she's kind of like a like a, like a predator in a weird way. <laughs> like, why are you doing, like, these super young guys and, like, kicking them to the curve? It's kind of pimp, you know what I mean? Damn. But everyone was also like, damn, Will, like... You really just got to stand there and support your wife after she kind of admitted to, like, cheating on you. I mean, even whether you guys were on a break or not, clearly... That's not what you expected to happen, because if not, you you know, you'd have been fine with it. Dude. Oh. He seemed like really hurt. And I, I, and all that shit was out in the open, and all because the other party was disgruntled yeah. that Jada was done. Yeah. And he's like, Well, you know, I'm gonna put out an album and I need clicks, so I'll just spill the beans on this. What bro And I mean it, it fuck it was supposedly he was like Jaden's friend. Because Jaden makes music what and shit. The f- so oh. she brought, you know, he brought him around the house and apparently, you know, I mean, he called in the, in the, in the red table talk, Will called him Og, you know, Og. Like, so he, when like, Og, oh, yeah, like, yeah, like, oh, you know, so when Og came around, you know, it was kind of like, it, it, it was How really the hell did she weird. get away? Dude, like a, a man has to learn how to be a pimp, but women, it just comes to them naturally. Like Without that's some trying. pimp like shit what she did. That's dude. Bill Burr is gonna have the greatest bit about this. I'm sure he has already. one. Already. That's what I'm saying. This is old news. You know, so this is like yeah. June of last year. Oh wow. Or you know, around there I think. Uh, July last year, August around there. <laughs> August Alcina, August. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so yeah, so you know, having your business out in the public, man, it's just like nothing, bro. If you tell someone something or if you're involved with something, people can just decide to leak it, and it's all around the world within the matter of minutes. That's. We live in a really crazy time right now. Like, even me, you know, we're, we're nine months apart, I'm 95, 96. And it's like, even just growing up in the early 2000s, how different it was from now. It's like, I couldn't imagine this. Sh- I couldn't have imagined this shit. You know, even like, even a 10 years ago, I would say. Even 2011, I mean, you kind of started seeing it there with people, you know, being like, really into like Facebook. I think it started with MySpace. That was like the first real yeah. big social media mm-hmm. place. But it was just, you know, like a place for kids pretty much. I Young mean, it, it started off Young It started off as like teens. a place for, it started off a place for college kids, but it became like a place for middle school and high school students even at the end. Uh, music the end. too though. Like, music, yeah. Music too was pretty big. But, but this of like, where it's like everything we do is like being broadcast and it's like will, willingly people put out all their shit. It's, it's nuts, man. Yeah, the the part about willingly putting out all your info. Um yeah, I think that's something that people are a little bit more aware of now when like 
you got a Facebook notification like seven years ago. You posted this. You're like, yeah. I've been posting for the last seven years. It's like, like I see people sharing stuff like from ten years ago, and I'm like, dude, the fact that I've been on Facebook for that since crazy. the eighth grade. Yeah. I've had a Facebook since eighth grade. It's crazy. Like, dude, how how many rappers in the last five years haven't gone to jail for their own lyrics? Like, it's <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. You know. A lot. I mean, they can do that. They decided to use uh, Six Nines lyrics against him in court. Yeah. Um, but um, so that's it's crazy that you haven't been on social and you totally missed that whole Will Smith thing. I, I, I saw catch you bits. All I saw bits and pieces <laughs> of it, you know, and I saw like a little bit of that interview, but I didn't really know what was going on. I kind of heard, you know, here and there, but like the fact that this guy dropped a song called Entanglements is what Jesus fucking did it for me, man. But um, what else has happened since uh, I've last done a show? Oh, um. Joey Jordison. Yeah, man. Rest in peace. One Rest the, in peace, Joey one Jordison. One of the great ones, man. One of the truly great ones. Yeah, the original drummer for Slipknot. Um, you know, he passed away. And uh, yeah, at one point, he was my favorite drummer, bro. Yeah. Like, uh, my first first ever favorite drummer was Travis Barker. Barker, I remember. <laughs> yeah, I remember. And uh, I think it was because he did that Soldier Boy cover back in the day. And, like, Is he that had these why you snare like drum them? marching videos and he I, was doing all these cool tricks. I thought you liked them because... Well, he I never just, really liked Blink-182. Yeah, I know that. That's the thing. I, I just thought you liked them because, well, he was, like, the known like drummer guy in the guy. mainstream. Yeah. And then the fact that we were both really in a guitar hero at the time and he was, like, in one of them. I thought that was why he was, like... I don't think he was... In one of he was wasn't he a playable character? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? He might have been. He might have been. Yeah, I think I think around Guitar Hero World Tour. But at that point, I had already started listening to Avenged. Yeah. So uh, no, I think it was just he was a really well known drummer, and he had some like videos on YouTube of him doing some cool like marching band stuff. Yeah. Like snare drum shit and doing tricks and and stuff yeah. like that. I'm not a huge Blink One Eighty Two fan either, but he's great. No, he's a great drummer. Um, but then it was Joey Jordison. Like once yeah. I started getting into metal, and I heard uh iowa and i saw disaster pieces and seeing him do the drum solo upside down, down that's when oh i fucking God. freaked out i was like yo this he guy's is, a beast man he was truly like it's one of those people that's like you know you have so many great legends gone that we didn't get to see like grow up and come up with and we're so fortunate that that he was one of the people like you know when you talk about years from our greatest rock or metal drummers ever like he is gonna be one of those guys he's gonna be a top 10 and and the fact that we got to see him like come up and grew up listening to him and his music is like it's really special for us and yeah yeah i mean you know their first album came out in 99 i didn't really get into him till about yeah, 07 like, like when all school. hope is gone came out yeah oh, that's wait. really when i really got into oh, them, like yeah, heavy same. heavy uh, all hope is gone came out and i went backwards from there you know listen to iowa listen to vermilion and, and all that stuff uh and yeah it really they were one of my favorite bands for a while and honestly i'm not gonna lie it was a lot a lot of it was influenced by my cousins malik and julio yeah. who were big into them uh and they introduced me to that and lincoln park and stuff like that and the imagery was just so cool you know when you're like a 12 13 year old kid and you see like the mask and the jumpsuits it's just really badass you know what i mean it was just yeah. it was just a great thing all around man and yeah i remember wanting a slipknot mask I, so bad i remember the evil jesus uh Mask, Joey Jordison, yeah, where yeah. he had the crown of thorns. Yeah, the crown. Of, that was like the coolest thing ever, man. It's. Just, I thought that that whole rollout was sick. And I actually now that we're talking about you know with Joey passing. I want to take. Uh, you're not a big Stones fan, but also 
Rest in peace, Charlie Watts, drummer of the Rolling Stones, just passed oh, away no like way, five days real? ago. Yeah, man. I mean, another Dude. legend, but it's like. So is that the first member to die? Um, no, Brian Jones, the original lead guitarist, he died oh. in '96. Bunch of Rolling Stones fans are gonna hate you. You just lost like however never, many Rolling I, Stones. Dude, I've never been a big Rolling Stones fan. No, yeah, I know. But yeah, the original lead guitarist Brian Jones uh, died in 1969. Oh, and, fuck. Okay. Yeah, and now um, Charlie Watts, who's always been their drummer, he's their only drummer they've ever had, like originally from like albums and stuff. He passed away, and he's. You know, I know you're not a big Stones fan, so it's just a little personal. No, I love that's the fine. Stones, so rest in peace, Charlie Watts. Damn, rest in man. peace, Joey Jordison, man. So, I mean, I know they're always touring, dude, so yeah. everything's gotten put on hold. Actually, um, no, that's the thing. They they had a tour that was supposed to start, you know, last year, but then, of course, COVID, and they switched it to this year. And no, Mick Jagger said the tour is still going on. It starts next month. So, so they just have someone ready to go. Huh? Yeah. Holy fuck. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to go. You, where are you going to? Uh, yeah, well, this is going to be the year I was finally going to see the Stones. Well, last year was, but, you know, the COVID, but. And now you're not going to go? Nah, man. Do you feel like that's a disservice to the drummer? I don't know. You, you know what it is, man? It's just. You're I very think we've, picky we've, with these things. We've talked about this before. Here's the thing. The, na- well, the band died, name. So. Yeah. The band name is just so much bigger than any one individual, you know? That's why Axl Rose was able to tour with Guns N' Roses name for so long. That's why Tony Iommi, in, in the mid, in late 80s, mid-90s, it was a point where he was the only original member of Sabbath. They had, like, five members, and he was the only original. So the name is what really matters. It's what's going to draw people. And as long as Mick Jagger and Keith Richards are up there, people are still going to see the Stones. But for me, because he's literally been the only ever guy, it's only been him. Like, they've had three lead guitarists, you know, the Brian, originally Brian Jones, who passed away, then Mick Taylor, then Ronnie Wood, who's been their longest since in the band since 1975. But um, it's just always been Charlie on every song, on every, you know. So it's it's for me, it's a little weird. It would, it would I'll maybe go see them, but, like, not right away. Not, like, literally a month after Charlie died. Like, I, I'd be just too sad. Me personally. But again, that's just me being a nerd. We've talked about this before. No, but yeah. that's fair. And I do think that's kind of crazy that that's their OG drummer from the 60s. And yeah. he passes away and they're, they're, they're not even taking a, I don't know, like a, a break. I don't know. I you don't think it's the money? I mean, they're loaded, right? Like, I don't get I, it. I, I, yeah, I don't get it either. I just think maybe they just love touring. Maybe they love... Because here's the thing. He didn't really like... Charlie Watts didn't really like touring. He liked playing music, but he never liked the idea of being a rock star. Because, you know, before he was in the Stones, he was, like, one of the most sought-after jazz drummers in the London circuit. He was, like, the man, like, amongst local musicians that era. And then he, you know, joined the Stones. But he never wanted to be, like that dude you know like and um but of course he ended up being that dude because he was drawing for the rolling stones um so yeah i don't know it's just for me it's a little weird like just like right away it's a month after but yeah again you know like maybe they didn't want to it could be a whole lot of things it could, it could be oh you know a bunch of people bought their ticket we don't want to disappoint them they already had to wait a year we don't want to make them wait longer you know who knows you know yeah so I, mean, I can't judge i can't say anything it's just 
Yeah, and that's another thing too. The fact that shows are even starting to come back now, yeah. where we're having festivals going on. Mm-hmm. Well, the first big one I think that happened here stateside was uh three, uh, not three points, uh, Rolling Loud, oh. here in Miami. Uh, I mean, thousands and thousands of people, all maskless. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the baby had his rant on stage. <laughs> what? <laughs> he's been he's been getting dropped. Like he's gotten dropped from like every. He's getting features taken off. So of this like, is something else you got to catch me on because I don't even know who the baby is. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so go ahead, you could. So All I, right, so the baby is a rapper. Mm-hmm. He's from somewhere North Carolina, <laughs> I think. <laughs> North Carolina, I think. I think somewhere. So, uh, but you know, he's he's popular right now, and he did a set at Rolling Loud, and he said, uh, he said, "Fuck, what did he say?" Oh, man, I don't want to get this wrong. He said something like... Bro, we're not fact-checking today, bro. That's facts. All right. We're not... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so so listen. No reading, no research on this podcast. Oh, Oh. there it goes. Give me one second. Water bottle. Yeah. So basically, he said something to the effect of, uh, if you don't have HIV AIDS, put your cell phone light in the air. (laughs) What the <laughs> and he's like, if you ain't sucking dick in a parking lot, put your phone light in the air. Dude, people will do anything for clout today. We are the we are the rat and clout chasing generation. It's ridiculous. Yeah, he said something like, Yeah, if you ain't had none of those diseases, kill you in two, three weeks. What HIV, AIDS, da 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 put your cell phone light in the air. If you ain't sucking no dick in the parking lot, put your cell phone light in the air. Ladies, if your pussy smell like water, put your cell phone light in the air. And so everyone's like, okay, this is like some crazy homophobic rant. He's pushing these. Oh, if you're, because I, th- I think he specified men if you're not sucking dick in the parking lot, dude. So everyone kind of just took it as like a homophobic rant, which I mean, it kind of is. And um, so I, he just they just started dropping him off of festivals after this shit happened. I, I don't know this guy at all. I don't know anything of his music or who he is, but it sounds like he was just like talking shit and just trying to be like provocative. Yeah, no, I don't. That's know literally was, what it was. I think this is like, I don't. Had this been like twenty years ago, this would have just been like a headline in the newspaper for like a week. But if now, that, yeah, to be honest, if that, because Anthony Kiedis said some crazy shit at Woodstock '99. Just Singer watch of the Red Hot Chili. Yeah, Peppers. yeah. Wait, what did he say? He's like, I, it's kind of gross. I don't even want to repeat it. It's just fair crazy. enough. Okay, fair enough. No, no. Tell me, tell me what he said. You guys can look it up. No, no, no. Tell me what he fucking said. He was like, all oh, the ladies want you to. Right now, in the middle of the song, I think it was before Give It Away, take out your tampons and throw it in the air. It's like, I mean it. All right. Go. <laughs> what the fuck? Like something shit like that. That's fucking nuts. But basically, so after this happened, he started getting dropped from all this, uh, all these shows. They're starting to take his credits off of songs. <laughs> like, they're just totally fucking erasing him. And then... Kanye has this album coming out, or it just came out yesterday, right? It's and supposedly he put out a thing on Instagram where Universal put it out without giving his or without him giving the approval and shit. This, that, and the third. But at this, uh, he's been doing listening parties for like a month, right? Uh-huh. And every listening party, it's like, okay, listening party, album's coming out the next day. So listening party happens, and this is the first one was in July, at uh, where the Atlanta Falcons play okay. in Atlanta, right? Damn, it's a big ass listening party. Yeah. It's just him and with nothing and just him standing there and they're just playing the songs. And he's in a red jumps or red poofy jacket and like a mask or whatever. And um, 
The next day, album doesn't come out. And then he announces another listening party. But like two weeks later, boom, 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 boom. Next day, album doesn't come out. Third listening party. This was uh, last week, uh, Thursday. Um, and he brings out Baby and Marilyn Manson to sit there and listen to it. So everyone was like, what the fuck? He brings out the baby. And like, basically, I don't know if you know about what happened to Marilyn Manson. No. You know what happened to Marilyn Manson? No, no. He got, he, like, he, he got Bill Cosby, basically. Like 12, oh, 15, 20 chicks came out the woodwork and saying he raped them. God damn. Or he sexually assaulted them. Pause and, for a second. Did we ever think that Bill Cosby would be, become like an adjective to describe like sexual predators? <laughs> I, know, I, just, I did that crazy. really quick. That's crazy. When I say he got Bill Cosby, yeah. I mean like yeah, yeah, that, they pulled out a bunch of shit, shit that happened, mm-hmm. you know, X amount of years ago and then started to, to expose him, I guess, now. And so, you know, he's like hated now. Like people are just like, they don't fuck with him. So Damn. with this thing that recently happened with this guy, baby, and then Marilyn Manson, everyone was like, okay, so you're just bringing out people that are like down right now for like clout you know it was kind of it was this whole spectacle dude he lit himself on fire and um man it was it was fucking awesome <laughs> i don't know nuts it's it, it's one of the topics i wanted to cover because like i haven't i haven't seen an album rollout in a long time mm-hmm. most of the times it's like albums coming out on this day and yeah. they promote it you know they they do some posts leading up to it and then they announce a tour albums out boom but it's been so long since like the album rollout, like an experience, you know. Yeah. Like, um, uh, Childish Gambino did it with because the internet. Um, there's just certain things that people used to do for these albums. You know yeah. what I mean when they came out, and I feel like it's a bit of a lost art. So seeing him do this shit and like, pe- like people have been on the hook waiting for this album for a fucking month. Like people are just about to get over it, but it finally came out yesterday, and <laughs> you know mixed reviews and shit. You know, so much hype. When something is so hype, it's never going to live up to yeah, the expectations. Yeah, like Chinese you know? democracy. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? So um, it's kind of crazy. Uh, it was a crazy rollout, and I think I think it was really interesting to see. It was like performative art in a weird way. Hmm. That sounds, uh, that sounds interesting. I mean, Kanye's always been about putting on a spectacle and getting attention towards him, so I'm not surprised, you know. He's, like, setting the standard for, like, crazy. He's, like, the... St- he Kanye sets the standard for like crazy doing crazy shit to get attention. <laughs> yeah. Like so but there yeah, is, that makes sense. There is this thing of just constantly pushing and pushing the envelope, you know. It's it's really weird like like at what point does it end or Yeah, like or, or does it ever or it just keeps getting crazier and crazier like No, I don't think it ever does end. Like there's like a a YouTube channel or like an Instagram channel or some shit like this motherfucker this guy just steals shit. And records himself stealing shit. Like, that's that's his channel. <laughs> boink, boink gang? Guy with the face tattoo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, boink. him. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm surprised the guy hasn't been stabbed yet or shot. Bro, or- there was one video I saw where he, he was in a tattoo shop or, or in a barber shop or something. And I think it was a tattoo shop. And he was like, uh, the, you know, he was just finishing up a piece. And he was like, oh, yeah, let me get the mirror. He's like, oh, you like it? You like it? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I like it. And he's like, yeah, man, lock the door. He's like, yeah, I know who you are, bro. Like, <laughs> lock the door. Lock the door. You're going to pay for this shit. Holy he's like, oh, shit. chill, chill, chill. I got you, bro. I got you. And he had to pay for it. Yo. <laughs> they knew. Because there was one where he did. He got a tattoo. And he's like, yeah, 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 that's nice. And he just cleared it with what a fresh the- tattoo, bro. Like, he cleared it with a puppy one time, I know. Bro. Yeah, that was crazy. He stole somebody's dog. Like, what the hell? Who does that shit? And like, like, 
And like, I'm, what I'm, if he fell, dude? I'm literally holding the puppy, dude. Like the puppy would have been dead, bro. Because he cl- he had a, he ran super fast. Dude. People need to be held. I wouldn't for- be surprised if he was from here. People need to. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt. He's Florida man. It is crazy the way like we we glorify and like praise people like nowadays who are doing this shit and nobody gets consequences for anything. On the on the contrary, they get rewarded. They get a, a reality show or they get a you know their channel blows up or some shit. I mean, I was just today I was with a buddy of mine. You know, I'm Frank and. For anybody who don't, uh, you guys don't know, Frank is a old friend of mine, OG, cocaine cowboy from back in the day. Jesus Christ, <laughs> you want to use his real name then? He's <laughs> not his full name, but right. just say whatever, Frank. You, I mean, he's out now. It's not like it's... Fair enough, know, fair the, enough. The 10 years. And Frank was telling me about one time when he was uh, in the joint um, a few years ago. And basically, he saw this... Uh, this big black guy about to rape this like little Spanish guy because he was <laughs> I, I shouldn't have laughed but yeah that's he just, was like he was that's telling a me, vivid picture yeah you well he was uh well he was he first did a stint in federal prison which was for this his crazy imp- he, that was for his importing exporting business but then he did another stint for something else and that was in state prison and he's like you know like in federal prison you got like real criminals you know like bank robbers drug dealers whatever you know people who are like just legit criminals you know like they're regular people they just their job is crime but in state prison it's just fucking animals he's telling me so this is when he was in state prison and yeah so he sees you know the little spanish guy about to get take advantage taken advantage of so he puts on his boots and he says to himself he goes well I'm going to wait. I'm going to see if the little Spanish guy can defend himself. You know, if he can, all right, good friend. But if not, I'm going to start stomping the dude on the head with my boots. So he puts his boots on and he's watching. And the little Spanish guy manages to get away. So then two weeks later, two other Hispanic dudes in the yard find the big black dude and stab him to death. And he watched the dude get stabbed. And he said, yes, justice. That's justice. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he watched him get cut yeah like stabbed to stabbed death. To death. yeah the guys were two latin kings damn bro yeah. i mean honestly bro if you're gonna do some shit like that that's kind of what you get you get what you deserve yeah try to rape someone that's, okay to so why did you bring that up though i don't because i feel like yeah can me give me that explanation because that was fucking out of the blue no, it, it's about the the consequences thing i think that there needs to be I believe, you know, there should be consequences for like, <laughs> That is the fucking farthest stretch I've ever heard. It's like, listen, man, I don't know why people do shit for clout. Now, uh, my friend, he saw this dude about to get fucked, right? <laughs> my friend, he saw him. He was about to get fucked. And he was like, let me put on my boots. <laughs> I guess, I don't know, yeah. I, I, and I then the I next day, he got shanked. It was like a week later, I don't know. He got the Cut. point is, it was about like if people he were died. Held, I think if if people were held more accountable for shit instead of being praised or rewarded, I we think you're see held accountable for something if like people feel like they've gotten what they've gotten out of you. But if you're someone who they feel like could still give them something, they'll forgive you because people pick and choose who they throw the book at. 
Yeah. You know course. what I mean? Look, like we said, with Jada Pickett Smith, how the fuck she get away with that? Uh, because she Jada Pickett Smith. Dude, if that know, was man. a guy, if it would have been the opposite, Will Smith would have been like, they would have canceled him. They would have been said, he's a misogynist and, and this, and how could he treat his wife like that after all those years she stood yeah, by like him? Yeah, if, if he was on the other side of the shit. table yeah, saying, yeah, I been, got into an entanglement. It would have been like, they would have called him a pig, and he yeah. would have been like all those like shows where they have like just women the sitting view. on the table and talking. <laughs> like, Yeah, no, he would have gotten cooked. Yeah. Um, so... Like I said, people choose who they throw the book at, and um, it's no accident who gets canceled. You know what I mean? Like, most of the time, people who, who get attacked like that is like they've been just waiting yeah. for something to get them with. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, uh, I think with Manson, it's kind of not that he's not a pig or whatever. I don't know the details of it, but it's just kind of crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because for, for the longest, not to keep no, interrupting, no, sorry. For the longest time, a lot of people were like, oh, you know, these Christian moms telling us to stop listening to Marilyn Manson. <laughs> they're fucking dumb. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. He's just an artist. Da, 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 da. And now those same people are the people saying, oh, you still listen to Marilyn Manson? He's a piece of shit. It's like, bro, you were the one pushing. Like, I didn't even yeah. like his music that much. I, I'm not I'm not for cancel culture at all. I think it's stupid. But I'm, I'm just not for, like like making people famous and rewarding them for bad behavior like the fact that like like people like whoa vicky and and that boone guy who's whoa, vicky? Shit, some ratchet oh oh i know who you talk about that bitch who swears she's black yeah yeah yeah, yeah like people like that like the fact that those are like i guess who you would say influencers but i haven't seen one of their videos in a long time though i think you you, you you gotta look for them you well that's good because i I wouldn't know i'm not on social media not that you know i just think if it makes, excuse me, if it makes money, people are, nowadays, that's what people value. They don't yeah. care if, like, what you have to do for it, as long as it makes money. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, like, what people respect now. Oh, can you make money? Okay, bet. Like, that's really all it is, dude. Yeah. Well, that's what it's always been. People just care about their bottom line, you know? But... I just feel like the values were a little bit different back. Uh, not, I don't know, man. Like, well, the culture has definitely changed because look at now, like the the left. If we're you know politicizing, it's like the ones who are like more for like canceling and censorship and stuff like that. Where back in the day it used to be kind of like that was like a right wing thing, you know, where they would like you know groups like NWA and then like metal bands or like the right trying to music. get people was, removed and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, that was like the right thing. Now it's like now it's the, the opposite. The left, like, or like more. Like we're canceling that is crazy that yeah. it's gotten to that because that really is what it was. It was always right wing people or religious people that tend mm-hmm. to be right wing people who are picketing stuff and and protesting shit and oh we shouldn't be exposing our kids to this. Yeah. And now it's like, uh, uh, I mean, again with what they want because Meg the Stallion and all these songs about fucking and this that and the third and twerking and shit is fine. Oh, kids can yeah. listen to that, no problem. Oh yeah, of course. That's but Judas fine. Priest, no, that's gonna make you commit suicide and shoot up your school. Oh no, that's well, shoot I, up I your never, school, I never saw, suicide. I never saw lefties doing that though. That's more Republicans. That's what I'm saying. That that was, but that's how it used to be back in the day, where it was like it was the, it was like a right wing platform to like you know censor these metal bands and and hip hop groups and stuff like that because they're, you know, this. At at least like they were trying to go like that's it's not good it's not good it's I just feel like uh, now they don't even care about like trying to cancel you for your music and like the image you put out like like they want to cancel you yeah yeah they try to take away your ability to earn a living they don't want you to have a job they don't want you to I mean pretty much exile you from the from the society yeah it's it's nuts kind of weird it's like 
who the hell are you to say? And and you know what? At the end of the day, I think people like and want, you know, like discourse, whether they know it or not. Despite how big, you know, cancel culture may seem, I think most people appreciate uh, like you would say moderation, like, you know, hearing the viewpoints and meeting in the middle. I think and a perfect example of that is the Joe Rogan experience. The fact that, you know, that show is so big because he's got one day he's got like the most left wing person. The next day he's got like Alex Jones. And then one day he'll have like, you know, a metal artist and a rapper. Then one day he has like somebody just totally different, like a spearfish or some crazy thing. You got all these different people and they all have totally different political opinions and ideologies or religious. And it's just like this become this platform for everybody to come and share their opinion. So I think that's proof that most people want, you know, like, you know, a civil discourse. And I think pre Joe Rogan, uh, another example of that was like, uh, you know, Oprah. People, you know, don't know this, but before, you know, Oprah became like, well, look under your chair and surprise. It's like it was. uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And like the late 80s, early 90s, it was like this platform. You know, she would have like shows like really like deep, you know, that they showed her they would talk about real problems. And, you know, she would have like like a Nazi on and then a rabbi sitting across from each other and just like that, like let them talk and let them, you know, like morally debate. Of course, you know, she'll show her opinion. You know, like one one episode, they had Ice T and Jello Biafra of Dead Kennedys, and on the other panel, you know, defending their music and censorship and blah blah blah. And on the other panel, it was Tipper Gore, Al Gore's wife, who was the head of the PMRC. You know, the people that made the uh, artists put the stickers on the the parental uh, warning. The parental, yeah, uh-huh. and then it was her and like some rabbi. That's funny, <laughs> like, and they were just that. It was like just discussion and blah blah, and then the crowd would talk, and so. I think most people, you know, like I said, um, are not so, like, extreme. It's just that the, the extremists just get the most attention and make the most noise. And it right. seems like that's everybody. Yeah, yeah. They definitely make the most noise. Um, and it just sucks that people listen to that shit. Uh, and it, it, it gets all over to the to the lawmakers. And, like, yeah. it, you know. Um, that's what it's all about. It's lawsuits. It's companies, giant companies who want to avoid lawsuits because they don't care. You know, like right. I, I live in New York and you see, I swear to God, it's like Pride Month. Like every major business has like the pride flag in the front. And then in the last few years, I swear to God, like almost every major business in Manhattan, you see them have a Black Lives Matter sticker. Like almost every business in New York, you'll see it like on the window, a little Black Lives Matter sticker on the window or at the register or something. It's just like, yo, this is like these people don't give a you fuck. You got to put it's, the blood on the door so they know yeah. not to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's literally the that fucking is, plague, yes. man. That is exactly what I, the perfect analogy. Yes. It's crazy, bro, but it really is that. And it'd be one thing if they truly felt that way. Yeah. If you truly believe in the in, you know, in the fight of what the Black Lives Matter movement fights for and and and, and protests about and you want to have that on on your business, that's totally cool, man. Yeah. It's just another thing when they do it phonily. Like of it's course. phony. They yeah. do it so they don't get people, attacked. People don't give a, these people don't give a fuck. Right. It's but, just, but but and, and and everyone knows that, and I think the black lives people who who are in or in LGBT people who see the the rainbow flags, I think they know that, but they still eat it up for some reason. I don't know, man. Because every I, they always say that shit, like, oh yeah, and then July first, you guys take all that shit down. But but you still eat it up. So if you know it's fake, and you know it's bullshit, maybe here. But should I guess because I live in New York, which is such like a liberal stronghold, I I don't know because maybe. 
There's definitely areas here like Wilton Manors. Yeah, well, in the plantation, that, that's they, fucking, they, you know, yeah. I mean, but there's some like like national corporations that of do course, it. Of course, like or like the NFL football is gay oh, yeah, or whatever. Like it's like you yeah. guys two years ago did not do that. So of all of course. a sudden, oh, it just clicked for you. Like yeah. it's it's such bullshit. It is. It's totally bullshit. I it, don't. I don't uh, necessarily think that you can't change your opinion on something. Yeah. But to go from not doing something to full force 100 yeah, percent yeah supporting it it's like okay it's well you didn't get phony. there overnight yeah but it's but here's the thing you know why uh, this is this is why like like you were saying like oh they know like it's fake it's because this is why they still patronize these places because they're fake too the majority of these people mm. generally don't give a fuck either they're just putting the stamp on it to make it look like they care like all these people who say they care about these issues like what do they actively do to support any of these issues they care about you know like do they do they donate to any specific charity that helps their cause do they donate do they you know volunteer their time to help a certain organization or do they just post on twitter realistically and that's why i think it continues because it's phony and it's all around the the, the corporations are phony you know like the the people most people in the streets and marching protesting and putting that black square on their pictures or it's phony it's all they're all phonies you know oh dude that black square thing happened on my birthday <laughs> so i was like damn dude if i post about my birthday am i racist now <laughs> like yeah because i didn't know dude and then dude so i i sat back because i actually considered it i was like oh i see this thing you know i want to you know, be supportive sure i'll post it for you whatever uh and i was like but i'm like but but in reality what does this black square do it seems like kind of silly to me right so i just sat back and then as the day went on <laughs> by like one o'clock two o'clock in the afternoon people were like stop posting the black square it's yeah. counterproductive of i was course. like yeah you're Fuck not doing yeah shit. dude you're not doing shit man like i didn't have to go back and delete some fucking post i made because i felt peer pressured you know i'm i'm sure i'm not the only person who who said this but i i tell everyone who i care about like Turn off the news, stay off social media, you'll sleep better. I mean, like, when I walk into somebody's house, like, somebody who I care about, obviously, someone's close to me, and I see, like, they have Fox News or CNN on, for me, it's like, it's like watching a loved one smoke crack. It's like, dude, what, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. I swear to God, like, I legitimately feel bad. I'm like, God, like, why? You know? You know, I don't know too many people our age that do it, but definitely older people are yeah, definitely of into that. Because they grew up, you know, believing, oh, you have to keep informed and stuff like that. And just like, you know, you can. You that's can, such a funny analogy. <laughs> it's, it's like they're smoking crack. <laughs> that's how it feels like to me. It's like you're like hurting yourself. That's the, right, right, like, right, right. It's like, the gist of it. Like, I'll, I'll give you an example. So like living in New York City, a very far left leaning city, right? Everyone there, they hate Trump and they hate Trump supporters. They have just a stereotype. Trump supporters are racist They're this, whatever. But. They don't actually know any Trump supporters because there's no Trump supporters in Manhattan. Not literally, but you know you know what I'm saying. Right. And so it's like these people are like, oh, yeah, Trump supporters. This is like, well, do you actually know any Trump supporters? So they're, they hate an entire group of people they don't even know just off what they see off social media and the news. And, you know, and I'm just using New York as an example because that's where I live. But I know, you know, at a co-worker, you know, he's from Georgia and he tells me like, there too, you have people like the complete opposite. Like Joe Biden, are the communists? They want to take our guns, and it's just like <laughs> those those people on the opposite also exist. I but do again, think he wants to take our guns. So. Yeah. Well, I'm just giving an example, but like 
But like all oh, these people who voted for, like, well, I'll say the people who voted for Biden, these all these Biden supporters are communists and they want to take our guns. Like <laughs> again, but they don't really know any Biden supporters. They're just right. seeing what's on social media yeah. and what Fox News is pushing. Yeah, man, and and the fact that now you have like comedy shows that are supposed to be comedy shows and like that it's just, just like, preaching this shit, dude. Like the Daily Show is just leftist propaganda at yeah. this point, like straight up. Yeah. It's and it's sickening. It's like like what the fuck? Like the fact that somebody like Trevor Noah, you know, who comes to this country, yeah, he's not even from here, yeah, dude. That's the shit. And now he's <laughs> spreading, like, I, I, how would I say? He's like adding fuel to the fire in in politics in our country, right? Because that's what the Daily Show like. Straight up, all they do is like push leftist propaganda. They and 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 anybody who's like right wing, they like talk down to them, make them look like an idiot, and like just shit on Trump supporters like all day long. Oh, you know, it's funny, though. It's not an uncommon thing. Steven Crowder is a very popular right-wing uh, mm-hmm. YouTuber. He's from Canada. Gavin yeah. McGinnis is another right-wing. Yeah. He's from Canada. Isn't he from England? He's from Canada. He, he was born in England, but, like, raised He's from Canada. Canada. Oh. I don't know. He's from Canada. Okay. So, uh, Milo Yiannopoulos was another person that was here around hey. the 2016 election. He's yeah. from England. So, it, uh, uh, and then you have John Oliver, Oliver who's yeah, another Brit. So, I, I don't get why this is a thing that... Uh, like, if if there was a bunch of, like, British people don't respect Americans' opinions on their, their politics. politics. Yeah. So I don't understand why we as a culture don't kind of have that same ideal type thing. Right. It's it's weird. Because Not that you shouldn't take other cultures or no, other people's course. opinions into yeah. into consideration, but at the same time, it's like, bro, I've literally lived here my whole life. I know. You just got here a couple years ago, and now you figured it out. Like, yeah, you want to lecture us about like our gun controls, and you want to lecture us about it. So it's like, yeah, like, dude, dude, they stopped gun. Uh, you know, they take away their guns in England. Okay, so what what starts stabbing? They take knives. Like okay, what starts acid attacks? And look, and I'm not saying that we don't it's have like a problem. People are going to find a way of to course. hurt people. No, and I'm not saying that you. We don't have a problem with mass shootings in this country, but I think one of the biggest things is, is mental health. We have a huge mental, mental health, health crisis problem, yeah. going on in this country now that's not being addressed because, and I think it's one of the things where like this is the first time where it's like the biggest problem, like we're which is now like mental health, like we're doing it to ourselves, you know. Yeah. With like I said, you know, watching news and being so much on Instagram and Twitter and stuff. And yeah, yeah, you know that's true. I don't know if you ever saw this documentary. It came out on Netflix called The Social Experiment. I'm sure or like that. logging off or something like that. I don't I th- know I'm something. sure there's multiple, but there was one really popular one. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was interesting, man. Like the way that they do it, like they set up these algorithms. Yeah, and shit it's and crack, man. It's digital like, crack. Straight up. When they when they like the the way they explain it is like when these algorithms kind of feel that you're about to log off. When you're scrolling, it's like auto generating. Mm-hmm. whatever it thinks is going to get you to keep your attention yeah. on it right so like if it notices oh he's not really interacting with these things they'll throw in like oh here's a facebook memory of when you and your girlfriend or whatever or it lets you know oh your your ex is in a, in a new relationship you're like oh and you go down the rabbit hole yeah Boom. like they start like, like they, they throw shit start at you shit yeah, yeah to get it's your crazy. attention like they're starting shit facebook like makes money off starting family drama it's nuts and we just let them do it we're basically like the, we're basically like the F- people of Afghanistan. We just let the Taliban take over. We didn't put up a fight. Yeah, it's, you know, it's... <laughs> it's another uh, can of worms. That just <laughs> it's, it's a little tough when, like, it's how people communicate nowadays. And yeah. it's how you can grow a brand. And it's how you can get exposure. So as someone who's trying to do something and make a career out of an entertainment type thing, it's hard to stay off social. 
Um, I, and I kind of have that as my crutch, <laughs> like of yeah. my excuses of like why I'm on it. You know, not that I even post that often. Like I really don't. The last time I posted on Instagram was New Year's yeah. of 2020 when I saw the strokes. I haven't mm-hmm. posted all year. Yeah. Even through now, it's going to be going on two years. I haven't po- posted on Instagram. So it's not that I have that, but I'm I'm still on it, refreshing and looking at people's stories and yeah, looking at ads course. and yeah. going down rabbit holes. They were going to say looking at ass. I was like, I feel like looking at ads, <laughs> ads, <laughs> ads. But uh, dude, I mean, it's 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 really creepy when you're talking about something and you get recommended an ad that's literally what you were just talking about. Like it happened to me at work the other day. I think it was Friday. Someone brought a puppy in. I'm like, oh my god, it's so cute. You want to hold it? Oh yeah, I'll hold it. I'm holding the puppy. I walk out. You know, I look at. I go on YouTube. First ad I see is, "Do you need a puppy?" And the picture is the exact fucking dog breed. Jesus. I was like, yo, shout out to whoever's playing this copyrighted music in the background. Sorry, I had to mute the mics there. Someone was passing by with some copyrighted music. They <laughs> <laughs> got a lot of South Florida, baby. But um, uh, so, yeah, so like, in, like not even half an hour later, I get an ad with the exact same dog in the picture and it's like an ad on like adopting puppies and shit just because i guess it picked up i asked the breed so i guess it picked up the breed and it picked up puppy and it's like put them together send them this ad that's that's freaking nuts well as you know this year for the first time ever uh because of my band i had to create like a band page yeah on on you know on youtube yeah i created the youtube page and then i had to create uh an, an Instagram page. I still don't have a personal page, but, you know, the band page is there. Yeah. And when I was, you know, doing, setting up the page, like putting, you know, the band logos and stuff like that, like I had, you know, like they have a recommended people list, like for you to follow and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it was people whose contacts used to be in my phone. People I don't even have in my contacts no more. I'm talking about like their page would pop up. Yeah. I know Ooh. how the hell, like, People not even in your contacts anymore, just people that you knew? Yeah. Maybe through your email. People through my phone number, my email. I don't know what the hell. Like, Did, I mean, you don't have to say any of this. Well, no. because you make not, a separate email for the band? Yeah, yeah. The the band email is, you know. Um, and so you use that to make the Instagram yeah. account, right? Okay. So, damn, dude. I have no idea. That's yeah. fucking nuts. Yeah. I don't think that's ever happened to me. I'm not going to lie. But, right. You know, I've heard like, crazier shit. And you know, I I didn't. It's know a little jarring at first, right? When you see those faces, you haven't yeah, seen in a I, long time. Yeah, because I don't. I'm not on social media, so you know, having to be like, learn like how to use Instagram for the first time, you know, to promote the music and stuff. I was like, yeah. wait, what? Like, what the hell? Like, it was just, it's it's crazy, man. Yeah, it's a bit of culture shock. I bet. It's just. It's like getting on 95 for the first time. It's know? it's still going. gross to me. Like I'm not used to it. It's still gross to me, and it's not even a personal page. And it's still just like I feel gross having to interact with it. Every time I see now the Instagram logo on my phone, I get depressed. Hashtag first world problems. <laughs> <laughs> Man, are you serious? Or are you exaggerating? No, no, I'm not exaggerating. It just like I I just think it's so, I just think it's so gross, man. I think it's so toxic. I think it's horrible. I think social media is one of the worst. Like, I think it's a massive failure um, in in human evolution and in in our society overall. I think look at, you know, how much mental health has gone up in just in the last 10 years, in just the last five years. 
you know, and what how people are changed and, and the kind of stuff that we have now. Like, we there's always been idiots and there's always been like crazy people, but they didn't have, you know, a platform before like that to be, you know, to then find other idiots. And then like now you have the flat earth movement, you know, <laughs> like that probably would not have been possible without social media. Now no. you have like incels community, like people like find like solace and like being like yeah you know or like even the MGTOW thing you know like there's this channel on youtube and it's like one of these i guess like red pill and shit like that channel it's called the fresh and fit and it's, it's yeah yeah they're, yeah. Right, they're from here yeah it's from miami and it's it's interesting sometimes because they have you know girls on I and they really all talk don't like their show and and i will say this it's it's good for like hearing like the women and like hearing their opinions and like learning how like women are stuff or mostly here in miami because miami is like a whole totally different culture but like watching it it's like so much toxicity like like from like male's point of view it's like like me as a young man like listening to this i'm like yo this isn't like like i don't i don't think this is like good like i know the whole thing is about like being like red pilled and men going their own way and teaching men but it's just like it comes out of from a very like toxic in a very toxic manner you know and for and it's just like i i don't see it really well, yeah. those guys are full of shit. They've made up such silly fucking yeah. stories, dude. That well, you could tell. Dude. They're, like, trying yeah. way too hard to be alpha. And it's just like, yeah. yo, that's not how it is. That's not how you are. They've like, gotten far, though, just by saying dumb shit and having on hot chicks. Fake it till you make it. Yeah. 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 Ooh. I mean, it, it's kind of crazy. But, you know, uh, I can't say I, I wouldn't want their listenership. You know? No, of course. Every, every That's the thing. People would, they've grown their channel to a certain thing. But that's, like, another example like that of just how... We've come to like, I don't know. I'm being too preachy now. I, I, people should be able to listen to whatever they want, like whatever they want. But that's just, I just think, you know, that show is just, it's more, it does more harm than good for young men. I think that's kind of like uh, a good little like, uh, like snippet of like the culture right now, though. Yeah. Especially here in Miami. You know, for anybody listening who's not from the South Florida area, I've always said this, Miami is just a very, like, it's its own thing. You know, the culture here is, like, so much different than, like, anywhere else in the country, I feel. Why it's, is that? I don't think so. Well, it, because it's just very, like, it's just very, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. You just have to, like, when you live and you and you be here, you'll see it. Like, I feel like even pre-social media, even pre, you know, all that stuff, Miami's always been, like, a city of, like, people like just like it's like the flex city everyone here like wants to flex or is trying to flex and i think you know when you see that like you know when you see like you know that that podcast i mentioned the fresh fit podcast i think like that's like a good example of like a lot of like girls in miami are like because this is like a place where so much stuff is happening so much is going on you know and i think everybody wants to be a part of that or take a piece of it and i still love it here you know, that's why I'm here visiting now. I love coming to visit. You know, I love the scenery, the women. It's like, you know, the food. For me, it's still a great place. But it's it's just a very, it's it's just very crazy. You didn't get that vibe in Manhattan, though? Like, you don't think people try and flex in Manhattan? I mean, a little bit, but, like, not any more than, like, any big city. I feel like Miami is, like, on a whole nother level. It's really its own own thing, and and that and that has its perks to it too. You know, like it has its good things, like Miami and South Florida in general. The place you know that you could have been somebody before, and then come here and be a totally new, different person. 
you know, and leave your past and, and start fresh because it's like people just don't give a fuck because everyone's crazy here and so much craziness is going on. And then, so, you know, in, in that sense, but it's just as somebody, you know, who's been in 19 states and, you know, traveled a little bit outside the country, Miami is really its own like special place. And coming from New York, you know, reputa- a city that has a reputation for being a crazy city and stuff like that and all that, like, Miami's definitely crazier. <laughs> for sure. Crazier in what way, though? Well, for sure. Because starters, some of the stories you tell me, you know, coming out of the subway and seeing a dude just... just well, that, that's been in the last you know? year and a half, the way, because New York has changed now after COVID and stuff. I've, I talked about that in the last podcast. But, but in you know, pre-COVID, of course, and even now, first of all, everyone here has guns. Like, people just have guns here in, in Miami. So, like, you can't... Like, another city, you can't get into, like, you know, traffic arguments. You can't, like, go ahead and curse somebody out in traffic because that person could just pull out a gun. Like, you oh, don't yeah, know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a thing. That man. happens here. Yeah. So, like, that. Then the heat is just fucking hot. All you're on, excessive amounts of humidity makes people crazy. So, you got a city where it's always hot. Humidity's through the roof. Traffic is maddening. And everybody's armed. So, it's just <laughs> crazy. <time. laughs> That is a great summary of Miami. It's hot, yeah. there's traffic, and everyone's armed. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's on drugs or on their way to buy or sell drugs. So <laughs> Not everyone. Not everyone, but you know. That's funny as fuck, man. I think that's great. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's, I, but I still love it here, disclaimer. Yeah, no, I mean, d- hey, listen, man. You got to have a strap. <laughs> I will still say South Beach scenery is to me one of the most beautiful spots in the country like just the scenery wise it's great oh man so, doing yeah. i did a, a a super bowl thing there. yeah did yeah the ferris wheel dude, oh, the view from the dope. top of the ferris wheel it's down gorgeous, there gorgeous man it was awesome yeah but um dude we've actually been going at it for over an hour and 10 yeah, minutes at this no, point man. so i want to make a couple more shit. points of yeah course. definitely before before i uh, close it out but i thought this was a phenomenal return episode oh thank you i really thank appreciate you, it I, I i this is so talked um, about megadeth prison rape <laughs> clout chasing a lot of things think, covered donda yeah. <laughs> the baby the baby yeah um but um some things i wanted to talk about um the, uh, real quick before i round it out the state of unoya right now mm-hmm. um you know when i started this show a big part of the reason i started the show was to promote my band stuff unoya and um you know we our last show was february of 2020 at kryptonite metal festival that year and uh, we haven't played a show since we've had an album kind of ready to go and kind of um but it's just been tough man we're we're a five-piece band people left um we brought someone in it seemed like it was going to be awesome and then after that show at kryptonite that went phenomenal i mean he just decided that it wasn't for him so he left and then we didn't want to put more time into finding more people so at the moment it's not done but you know it's just pretty much you know, on a hiatus at the moment, you know, for the foreseeable future. Um, but with that comes the birth of a new project. Uh, I've talked about it on this podcast before. But turning Gears. Yeah, Turning Gears is going to be a new project that me, Alex, and Brian um, of Unoya are going to be working on and have been working on. We have a five-song EP pretty much ready to go. We're working on the album cover right now. Um, but being that me, Alex, Brian, Vince, and and... Uh, we all put a lot of work into this album, Collapse Society, for Unoya. Um, I wanted to do something where I didn't want those songs to go to waste. So um, as I continue to do episodes, I'm going to release one song from the album 
uh, per episode for as long as I feel like. So <laughs> mm-hmm. look forward to that. This episode, uh, I'm going to have one of the unreleased tracks from Collapse Society. I'm not sure what song it's going to be. I'm going to decide in editing. Um, you want this? Uh, so basically, I'm going to do this um, you know, on a weekly basis. And um, until I release all the songs or until I'm content. And uh, it, it basically, it makes it so we didn't spend all this time recording this music for nothing. Um, Unoya still gets to put out some songs. You guys still get some of that because uh, it, it is a project that means a lot to me. Still do. Uh, or it still does. And, um, you know, it's it's. I don't want it to, to be done, you know, so... Uh, just putting out some music, but I'm really, really, really excited for Turning Gears and the EP that we're going to be putting out, and um, I look forward to hearing everyone's opinion on it and whatnot, and uh, obviously, Lennon, you have your project, Karaya. Uh, yeah. Let the people know where they can find you and your work, uh, yeah. your guitar videos and all that, your studio, or your shop tour video was fucking sick in Orlando. Oh, thank you. That thank was you so awesome. Much, Definitely, guys, check out that video. Yeah, so the YouTube channel is Karaya TV, and that's K. A R A Y A. Uh, it's a mixed channel where I post uh, music, uh, guitar reviews, and um, uh, reviews of like local, well, not local, but music uh, and guitar shops all across the country. Like that, where I go in and review, check out the shops, talk to the owners, and then mostly, yeah, just putting up music. So that's Karaya TV on YouTube and on Instagram, <laughs> uh, Karaya Band, all one word. All right, sweet, man. So definitely make sure you give Lennon a follow. He's Thank been on you. the show before. So uh, if you didn't follow him then, follow him now. Make sure you follow the show on Instagram, The Throne Podcast with underscores, the underscore throne, underscore po- <gasps> podcast. Take a breath, take a breath. <laughs> uh, also, make sure you follow us on YouTube, The Throne Podcast with JC Revis. You know, you'll have uh, any live um, episodes that I have I'd put up there. Any video episodes I have, I put up there. And make sure you give us a like on Facebook, the Throw yeah. Podcast with JC Revis as well. I still use Facebook. I'm an old man. <laughs> um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, any anything else you wanted to get out? Yeah, just uh, about wrap up? moving um, Karaya, the project Karaya from New York to Medellin, Colombia. I'll be happening in November. So I'll be soon down in Colombia playing shows there and making music there. And so that's a big step in the project's direction fuck yeah all right best of luck to you with your uh, big move man and uh thank you so much for being thank on the you, show thank you
Darkness has gotten a hold of me. 